0: Yeah, I'm ready for this episode. It is episode final episode.
1: (laughs) We call this episode final episode. You are listening to We Are The Stigma, a show about an addict husband and alcoholic wife challenging stigmas one at a time. We will be chatting with like-minded individuals using honesty, open-mindedness, and humor. Thanks for listening. Our episodes deal with potentially triggering topics. We are not doctors and the opinions stressed are our own. If at any time you feel the need for support, please contact your local crisis center for more information or visit wearethestigma.com backslash resources.
0: Hey guys, you're listening to We Are the Stigma. My name is Melissa, and as always, I'm joined by my husband and co host, Cody Kreutz.
1: The, that, oh, that beginning of it was very um, NPR. Well, and then, well.
0: Because <laughs> my one before that, you said I yelled.
1: <laughs> you screamed. It hurt my ears. <laughs> They're still ringing.
0: So I was trying to be gentle uh, so on so the sweet. earlobes. So kind you're to welcome. my ears. Thank you. How are you? I am good. I'm cold. Yeah. It's cold in this room.
1: Cold in the room.
0: It's cold in the world. <laughs> it's cold in, the world. <laughs> in our world. Yep. Um, it's somewhere. It's summer in Australia. Is it? Yeah, remember our last guest? Oh, yeah.
1: Beck. Beck.
0: She was from Australia yeah. and it was Perth. summer there. Perth. And if you're looking for clothes in Australia, go over to my Poshmark because <laughs> I have summer clothes for sale. <laughs> anyway, um, this is our final interview episode of season two. Yes. You guys, and it is amazing. So good. You guys are amazing. This season has been it's amazing.
1: Been unreal we'll do season a wrap-up
0: episode next week um just to kind of go over what we learned what we hope you learned and talk about our
1: favorite moments the hits the hits yeah
0: the class might
1: cry a little yeah talk about how proud we are that we actually got two, two seasons, seasons done and we're gonna be going I into mean, our third season <sighs>
0: and it's been such a good season and season three is just gonna be amazing as well
1: yep yep yep
0: so um yeah what's going on in your life cody nothing you just, got a new phone i
1: did get a new oh phone oh my god yeah, did you get the, a new phone i got the new iphone 12 Pro Max. Thanks, Steve Jobs. Thank you, Steve <laughs> Thank Jobs. You, Steve Jobs.
0: Um, yeah, and it's going to go into your videos. The yeah. main reason you got it is to work with your YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah, step
1: up my YouTube videos.
0: So if you guys want to follow Cody on YouTube, you can find him at Cody Kreutz. Yeah, you can. On YouTube. Mm-hmm.
1: Or just Cody Kreutz, Instagram, yeah.
0: Whatever. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, all the above.
0: Um, but nothing really else is going on. I didn't take my meds, so you might hear it in this episode.
1: You were struggling. I was struggling. It was a bad day. It was a bad day. Yeah.
0: Mentally, physically, I've been off my meds for a while, so I'm trying to get back on them, and I just want everybody to remember to get your meds and yeah. keep keep taking your meds because they are real. They are
1: real, and this they will mess you up. true. If, <laughs> and they will mess you up if you don't. Yes. So yeah, so you've been trying to get them for a while, though. You've been waiting for a hot minute, a so hot I don't minute. know what's going on with that.
0: I don't that. know, Kaiser. If you work for Kaiser... Let
1: me know. <laughs> Send me my meds. <laughs> Send me my meds.
0: If you work for Kaiser, DM me and I will give you my address. That's
1: right. Send it over. Overnight.
0: Um or just so, drive it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> However, you guys want to do it. Fax it. Yep. Dinosaur. Yeah. Um, so this episode is with an amazing woman. Who are we up interviewing? Honey? We
1: are interviewing Evelyn, otherwise known as Evelyn from the internets. And we have been dying to get her on the show. It's true. So Melissa came across her account. Like five plus months. One ago. night
0: one morning at like two in the morning on um, I was watching YouTube T V and it on um, recommended was like Black Stories mm-hmm. and she it's her with a puppet, Trevins.
1: Trevins, yeah. Trevins, the puppet. Yeah. It's
0: hilarious. It's brilliant. And I immediately found her on Instagram, sent her over to Cody, and was like, let's we reach out to her. her.
1: We were like, gotta have, gotta have her. Gotta have her. Gotta
0: have it. And when she said yes, it's one of those things, like we send out messages, I feel, a lot. A lot. Yeah. And, you know, no expectations ever. And so I did not have an expectation that she would reply. Mm-hmm. And when she said yes to our little podcast and our little selves,
1: yeah. <sniffs> boom, I was honored. Yeah, what was great is that we kind of got in contact with her and then things kind of fell through. Mm-hmm. But then she got back to us. Yes, so I was like, yeah. hey. like You I, didn't have you, to get back yeah, to us? Yeah, it's like, thanks,
2: let's wow. do it.
0: Yeah. so, so. yeah, it, it's so good. She's hilarious. She's so, she's just like, she just makes me so happy.
1: Yeah, she's amazing. So let me just give the quick bio to everyone. Do it. And then we'll talk about how amazing she is. So she is fr- lives in Austin, Texas and is a video produce- producer in internet personality from Not So Serious Beauty Tutorials and Cultural Critique to humorous takes on some somber current events she strives to inspire and entertain viewers, including Beyonce, who featured her Lemonade review on the Formation World Tour. Yes, that really happened.
0: And it was so cool.
1: Yeah, so cool. So basically, she's okay. just this amazing, like, she started YouTube, she'll talk about it, in 2008. So she's been doing it for 12 years.
0: Back in the day, there were tastemakers. Yeah, tastemakers.
1: Now she's an influencer. Mm-hmm. And so she's just been built up and built up, build up. She has like 250,000 subscribers on YouTube, somewhere around there, you know, 70,000 followers on Instagram, just really and it. The, and the thing I wanted to tell her that I forgot to tell her is how every one of those is so deserved. Yeah. because she's so real and mm-hmm. funny and just relatable and mm-hmm. the second we got off the phone with her it's just like you're chatting with somebody who's you know like you a friend know. yeah, yeah. Exactly.
0: and it it's just it, it's a short interview but we just like well, we pumped it was through so much it you know fun. yeah it
1: was it was just like we, it was like boom 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 it was boom, boom. just so easy to conversate that yeah. like our whole outline was done really quick and we're yeah. like oh that was perfect we, like, don't need drag, we don't need to drag it out yeah <laughs> and
0: and i didn't want to waste any more of your time yeah and, um, yeah, I mean, her videos like like you said, she's just so relatable and she's just so real. and I it's just it's really just kind of refreshing. like it is she gives some really good pointers just for anybody who, when you put yourself out there. and um you know, especially when it comes to social media and we talk about therapy and we talk about a couple other things, and it's just, I don't know i it was I was just very pleased to talk to her. I love that she's our final interview. Yep. I think it's a great way to end our season. me too. me too. I think it's perfect. Um, it is perfect. It really is. and
1: so yeah. yeah, and just to give an idea, so we we go over a good amount of stuff, but we talk about we talk about therapy, we talk about social media boundaries, we talk about how her her parents are Kenyan immigrants. Mm-hmm. She was actually born here in the US, but her parents are Kenyan immigrants and talking about the cultural difference between being raised as a child and a teenager in America with mm-hmm. having parents who are not from here. Yeah. So we talk we get into some really good stuff, and it was just I loved it. Amazing. So mm-hmm. stoked.
0: She just made me laugh all the time. Yeah. That's all. all that's time. all we want. Is somebody who makes us laugh all the time. <laughs> that's it. And we got it. <laughs> we got and it. You guys are going to get it too. <laughs> that's right. So, um with that, we will see you next week for our final episode of season 2. We thank you guys so much for being along with us yes. on this journey. We love you so very much. You can find us under no, yeah, on all social media platforms underscore we are the stigma. If you have the opportunity to jump over there on iTunes, give us a five-star review. Um, it helps us break that algorithm, helps us get our message out, which ultimately is the only fucking thing we want. Whoa. Also, we are still doing that book giveaway.
1: Yes. So, Two books of The Empowerment Paradox, written by Ben Woodward. He was on our show like three episodes ago, maybe four. Amazing book. We want to share the knowledge. We want mm-hmm. to give it to people. So be sure to head over to iTunes and leave us a review. All you got to do is
0: screenshot it. Screenshot it. And send it, it, to send it to
1: us via DM and, or uh, Dove. Dove. Dove? dove, like the bird. Yeah, like fly, ta, fly mail, fly mail, fly <laughs>
0: air mail, <laughs> air
1: mail, fly <laughs> bird, bird mail. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, anyway, guys, we hope that you have a beautiful, beautiful week, and we um, will see you in seven days. In seven days, that's <laughs>
1: right. And have a wonderful. Thanksgiving or however you are going to be celebrating the next week
0: Turkey Day. That's what Watson
1: calls it now in that's, school. So I love true. that. So that's have true. a
0: great Turkey Day. We are grateful for you guys and uh
1: that's it. Bye. Bye guys. So Evelyn, welcome and thank you so much for coming on our show.
2: Thanks, y'all. I love hearing people say good things about me while
1: I'm in the room. <laughs> You're sure. gonna be hearing a lot of good things from us, so get ready. <laughs>
0: so the what's the puppet's name? Is it Trevins or tre- Trevins? Yeah, Trevins. Okay, got Trevance. it right. Yeah, good. Yeah, I it just popped up on YouTube TV. Like I said, did you know that you were being uh, featured, all featured all over the on place? YouTube TV. <laughs> yeah, I
2: did. They usually what they usually do is they're like, "Hey, girl, uh, we're doing this thing." Um, Select a video, or maybe sometimes they choose the video that they want to put in a playlist of some sort. And then, you know, the creators usually are usually like, "Yeah, that's cool." Sign the release, and they put it in a playlist. Nice.
0: Well, there you go. Two AM and it brought, in my in class. It, and it
1: brought us to you. Yeah, it
0: really <laughs> yes. On my, yes. Class. In my, on my couch <laughs> in my class.
1: <laughs> school oh, of like life. Med stalking. <laughs> school of life. Nice. <laughs> That was good. So Evelyn, what I want to, what what I want to start off with is, so I know you've been on the internets for a while, like you started your YouTube channel in 2008, right? Yeah. So you've been doing, I mean, you've been a part of the internet, social media, you know, putting yourself out there for a really long time and talking about, you know, deep topics but also a lot of witty stuff and everything but I I want to get into like the mental health aspect and the boundary aspect of social media in particular. I yeah. know it's something that I mean it's just a huge topic. Obviously so many people are on social media and it becomes an issue. I've had really Like I've had the social media aspect, take me down to really dark places. I actually, Mm -hmm. and I think it's kind of similar to you. Like I literally just got completely off Twitter because that place was a joke and I just couldn't stand it. And so I want to hear like with you being so involved in the internet and so much of your platform is based on that. Well, how do you, how has it changed over you these last 12 years? What do you do? Like, what does it look like for you?
2: Yeah, so in the beginning, I was an actual teenager. (laughs) Yeah. So I used to use social media as like a diary kind of. Um, And now I do not do that. (laughs) (laughs) I do not, you know, like I am 30 years old. And the way I use social media now is a lot more um, constructed in a way. It's a lot more intentional. Uh, Even the things that seem off the cuff, I might, you know, I don't plan on getting social, on getting on social media, like it's not part of my like schedule every day, but I do think a little bit harder about what it is that I'm saying, more so than I did when I was, you know, 18. And um, yeah, so that's one of the ways. Another way is just not um, falling into any sort of peer pressure to like be everywhere at all times, I think there's this pressure to, okay, I have to be on Twitter. I have to say funny things. I have to be on TikTok. I have to do all the things. And it's like, you really don't. Mm. Like if, you know, when the world ends, no one's going to be like, damn it, Evelyn wasn't on TikTok.
1: <laughs> she, she could have blown up even bigger. What the hell happened? <laughs> right,
2: right. <laughs> so it's like, you just make choices. And um, especially, And every time I feel like, you know, am I making the right choice? I meet someone who's like wildly successful and it just doesn't have an Instagram. And I'm like, huh. So you didn't, you didn't have to do the thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So it works fine for you, huh? (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. It works fine for them. So then it helps me feel like I can do it too.
1: That's awesome. And so as, as it's somebody who has a a pretty big platform and can, you know, has a wide ranging audience, is it, how do you. You know, obviously, with every person who shows growth and does and connects with a lot of people, there's the downside to it where there's going to be a lot mm-hmm. of haters. And I think, you know, a lot of people who bring negativity. Is it something for you that where you are, you're able to just ignore that part of it? Is it something mm-hmm. where you just now focus on you and putting out the content that you know will like serve you and the people who, 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 who listen to you and watch you? How does, how do you go about that part?
2: Yeah. Uh, luckily, I haven't had. Um, too much of an issue with like horrible comments Uh, and when I do it's so few of them that I either know that they just came out of nowhere like I was in some sort of search engine type thing and they have no idea the context um, that my videos are coming from and so it's easy for that to kind of roll off my back and I've learned over the years that More so than me, it's important for me to kind of monitor comments for other people. Mm. Because what happens is, you know, you're a viewer of something and you're watching this video and then you see the comments and you want to join the discussion. But it turns toxic and like your day's ruined and I never want to be like. The platform where someone can get their day ruined.
1: Yeah, yeah. So
2: like when I delete comments, it's I don't delete them because they make me feel a type of way. I delete them to prevent someone else from seeing them.
1: That's right. That. I like that too. I I've never actually that. heard of it, heard that angle before. No, I mean,
0: but it makes yeah. perfect sense. So Evelyn, you were about 18 years old then when you mm-hmm. first got on.
2: Yeah. And I was it YouTube
0: was. That, that you started with? So I've been,
2: I was that kid that made media. So whether it was cassette tapes, Uh I would burn videos onto DVDs and then, you know, digital cameras were a thing. So then I started making videos and putting them different places online, you know, before YouTube, you kind of had to um embed a video on like a blog or something yeah <laughs> That's um, true. so i was doing that sometimes i would put things on facebook and then around 2008 i was like oh YouTube's a thing. And I really thought it was like a place you dump videos. So you can just give the link to someone who needs to see the video. Mm. And so that's kind of how I started.
1: Yeah. And so when you went on, was it, was it just, you're using it as a creative outlet at that time, just to kind of put what you were, what you were working on?
2: Yeah, definitely a creative outlet. Um, I was making videos just about my life, my experiences. I would just make like Stupid, stupid videos like with my brother sometimes. It was just like a place to make the things I wish. I could make like on a larger scale, but I didn't have the resources. So this was like good enough at the time.
1: I love that. So and you I just, just said, I mean, you obviously, I mean, YouTube was like made for you. Like you were YouTubing yeah. before YouTube even came around. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes, exactly. That's great. And obviously starting that young, I, was it always, I mean, it couldn't have always been your plan to be an influencer. Oh,
2: no, not at all. I did not. Well, it's weird because throughout the decades, um, they had different names. So, like, in the 90s and 2000s, they were tastemakers.
1: Oh. Oh,
2: like, you know, you would watch MTV and they would have those shows where people would like, give their opinions. And you're yeah. like, who are they? They're just, like, random tastemakers. <laughs> and it's, like, you know, like, girl code, guy code. yeah. Things. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, they're influencers, but before that word really was
1: a thing. So tastemakers. tastemakers. So, yeah, wait, I like it's that. so bougie
0: sounding. It sounds <laughs> sexy. <sense, right? laughs>
1: I mean, what are you? I'm a tastemaker. That's so yes. cool. <laughs> I would be like,
0: Oh, you make ice cream or something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I make wonderful, tasty things. Yeah. Yes. So
0: that's so cool. So, you know, and I know this isn't, I, I'm sure you have talked about this so, so many times. Um, but was the was it the Beyonce the Beyonce
1: the <laughs> <laughs> men. Well, I just told Melissa who Beyonce was for the first time.
0: <laughs> was it the Beyonce video that really like blew you up? You know. People are
2: gonna hate me when I say this. I don't know because I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. I don't just hate doing you. you. You are just doing yeah.
0: And that's what's yeah. beautiful is that you are doing you, and you are a voice that is needed. You weren't planning on this. You don't pay attention. Yeah. It, well, it just sounds happens. like it was
1: in you. Like you yeah, just, this is what you were gonna do. Yeah, you know?
0: mm-hmm. it was just you. That's so cool. Yeah, I,
1: I do want to just say though, because I know honestly, it's it happened in 2016. So I'm sure you've talked about it a bunch. But I mm-hmm. I am almost equally more of a fan of your reaction video yeah. (laughs) because I literally can't get enough of that reaction video just because the authenticity and the funny it is. I just want you to know that I've watched it like 50 (laughs) times because the reaction I just, I can just, I can just feel like, like almost like I'm having the moment too, because it's just so (laughs) like, is that your friend who's screaming? Like unbelievable that you're on this big Oh yeah,
2: your friend. Yeah. My friend, he was at the uh, Houston show and I was up in Fort Worth Um, at my like mom's house for Mother's Day or something. And he's just like screaming. And I'm like, what is he screaming about? And then he sends me a video and I'm like, oh. Yeah.
1: Dude, I think I would have passed out. It
0: was a very (laughs) surreal
1: moment. (laughs) Or ran a mile, you know, whatever. Who knows what you did. (laughs) And then
0: your brother is just like sitting there all silently. I love it. He's
1: like, like, what? I think what? Yeah. Oh, I couldn't even imagine if that's something like Melissa posted something and all of a sudden it's on a big screen at some huge concert. <laughs> yeah. Like what the fuck? <laughs> so one of the things I wanted to get into too, I know we kind of went back and forth on emails. And one of the things that's really prevalent in our show is talking about mental health. And mm. obviously is a topic that comes up all the time. And one yeah. of the things you were talking about was that you just celebrated your, like your one year anniversary of going to therapy congratulations thank you by the way yeah that's big that's big and so what how is that how have you noticed a difference was it hard for you to find someone you could open up to what does that look like
2: yeah so interestingly enough so I have always had trouble articulating my feelings in words um and so I would just like wait for it to pass and be like, I'm fine now, Mm. and without ever addressing the thing. And so I thought that meant that it would be difficult for me to like sit in a chair and talk to a therapist, but actually it was extremely easy for me. Um, And I realized it's because it's not that I, you know, don't have strong emotion, it's that I don't feel safe sharing that emotion with regular, regular people. Mm. So because this person is like essentially paid to listen to me, I have zero guilt about anything I'm saying.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Um, so yeah, that's been the biggest change.
1: The The hardest part for me, I don't know, like for me, because I've gone to therapy, honestly, since I was like 13. So I've been going mm-hmm. to therapy for a really long time. I, I, I don't go currently right now, but it's been a really important part of my life. And what I found the hardest part for me when I'd go to therapy is I always... And I still have problems with wanting to keep up appearances. Like even when I went to a therapist, I never told them the whole story because I always worried what the therapist would think of me. So I I lived, I lived like literally 10 years of my therapy, never telling my therapist what was really going on or what (laughs) I was really doing. Was that, was that anything that came up for you? Or when you walked in and you felt comfortable, you're like, here it is.
2: I felt comfortable. Like here it is. But I never cried.
0: <laughs> oh. And
2: so that was the, that was the weird thing. Um, the one time I've cried, like actual boo cried was when we were talking about Chadwick Boseman dying oh yeah and that's other than that like I could be talking about like trauma (laughs) and I'm just like I refuse to cry and we're still working on that you know yeah so so you're
0: you're like we're working through that yeah
2: we're working through that so verbally I can say like all my feelings but as far as like visually looking like my feelings yeah
0: (laughs) physically getting them out
2: yeah so that's still tough for me
0: what was it was it I mean and I I don't we're of course we never want to like go too deep or go too far whatever you're comfortable mm-hmm. with but what what was the moment or what was the the events that kind of led you to seek therapy was it something you had been somebody just suggested it to you was it you just felt it was time yeah so
2: my friend suggested that I go um and it was part of it's it was really part of me thinking like okay um I was 29 uh 28 29 I don't remember and. It was this feeling of like, okay, if I'm going to, you know, enter into this new phase of my life, this new decade, what is one thing I do not want to bring with me? And it was like all these like gross feelings of life. And so I felt if I was going to try and do things like, um, change my job or be someone's parent one day. I figured I should start at least doing the work, quote unquote, the work of like getting to know myself better so that if I do become someone's parent one day, um, I don't, pass down those specific
1: things i'll pass down different things yeah yeah yeah. at least you'll be able to prevent some of them right yeah yeah
0: no that's beautiful because i mean they they always say people always say that that everybody should go to therapy right everybody should Mm -hmm. go sit and talk and whether it's not whether or not you've had something super traumatic happen or you're in a very dark mental space or not sometimes we just need to to do it and i think that that it's it's very like, that's a lot of self-awareness to say, okay, I want to leave this behind. Not, yeah. I want to work through it. I want to get over it. A, B, or C. I want to leave it behind and I want to go forward in this new phase of my life, whatever it may be. And I think that's, mm-hmm. that's really, really cool. Yeah. Not really talked about. Usually we think about, you know, Oh, I'm depressed or I'm mentally, mm-hmm. I need to do this. well and it, Yeah. It's
1: almost like a lot of times you you're, You're like forced into it. Yeah. You Like it's like a lot of times it's desperation where you go to therapy, but it sounds like yours was like a real self-care. Like, you know, maybe I should just start working on this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah for sure
1: that's awesome so have you felt a change have you felt a, have you or do you feel like you're getting some of the release and some of the removal that you were that you were hoping for going into it oh
2: 100 trillion percent um a lot of the things i used to do that i thought like everyone did i realized were um like not healthy or at least not helpful um even when it comes to things like Learning how to apologize, like having an adult apologize to me was not a thing. (laughs) So as an adult, me learning to apologize has always been a struggle. And so, or even like dealing with people being mad at me. I realized I would just be like, you're mad. Oh, well, sounds like a you thing. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Because as a kid, that's what I did. It was like, well, either you're going to explain why you're mad or we go to McDonald's when you're done. I don't know. (laughs) So, um, So now I'm way better equipped to handle conflict head on instead of, and I'm still working on it, but I'm way better than I was before.
1: Nice. So yeah, stopping, trying to stop the avoidance of it and trying to get resolution.
0: No, that's good. And then did you click with your first therapist? Did you have to try a couple different ones?
2: I went um, in person to two different therapists um, and then they were both great like I fell in love immediately. Um, and then I chose the the one I see now just because you had one more like identity that was similar. And so I was like, oh, this is one more thing. I won't have to like explain the backstory. They'll mm. just like get my references.
1: So, yeah, that's
2: good. Yeah. That's cool. That's good. So
1: you, uh, this kind of is a good lead into another thing that we wanted to talk about on the show is since your, your parents are Kenyan immigrants. And yes. so you were talking a little bit about um, how, you know, you grew up where there wasn't a lot of apologies and it was like, all of a sudden, just move on. <laughs> let's go to McDonald's. So why don't you share, like, you know, you you were born in America, correct? Yes, yes. So you're born in America. You have Kenyan immigrant parents from Kenya. What What is that like culturally where you're, you know, you're obviously going to school, an American school, but your parents were mm-hmm. raised in a completely different culture. What does that look like?
2: Yeah, it looked like not necessarily feeling like I fit in anywhere fully. Um, So I was different to not only the kids at school, but also to my parents. So like I'm different to them as well. So the things that I'm saying or like the attitudes that that I have. Even like the the relationship between a child and a parent was really different than the relationship they had with their parents. You know, kind of, I was like a lot more free. I was like I could tell them they're wrong to their face and like all these things that they were like, who is this like American kid? Mm. Um, and so, what that really did was make me in a weird way like a (laughs) shapeshifter. And not that I wanted to blend in, but I wanted to like not cause too much of like a disturbance Yeah in particular. Yeah. Oh, no,
0: that's a really good way to put it. Shape-shifting. You're not blending mm-hmm. in. You're just going with what you feel like you should be the same yeah. way.
1: So what what would you say some of the most difficult parts culturally were that you, you kind of count, like had to go, I don't want to say like up against your parents with where something yeah. that seemed, you know, quote unquote normal to you, but they're like, what the hell are you doing?
2: Yeah. So this one isn't just immigrant parents. I think, so I think I share this with all immigrant parents, no matter where they're from, and also with black American parents, Mm. this idea of like sleepovers and like going to people's houses, that was just not a thing. Like I can count on one hand, the times I like slept somewhere that wasn't my own house. (laughs) Mm. Um, And so when it comes to like socializing and making friends and like feeling like you need to like go out and explore, it was like, no, who's that? Where, who are their parents? I don't want to meet them anyway. (laughs) 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 This is just
1: weird. Why do you even want to do this?
2: (laughs) And so just, I remember just like begging and being like, please, or even just like, you know, Um, having someone come to my house right it was this whole thing and then I just I wasn't that kid that would argue too long like which is different than my brother he would just like argue all day (laughs) Um, and so I would just like drop it and I remember one time my dad said I doubt he remembers this but I think I was in like elementary school or early junior high and he was I was talking about my Um, friends at school. And he was like, you don't have friends, you have classmates. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) These are my actual friends. I would die for them. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) Right. So that was different. Like the socialization aspect was definitely what we would butt heads. On a lot of the time. That's that interesting, yeah, because it's
1: just like something that to us, of course, obviously seems like you know. But first of all, I I got over sleepovers because I peed in someone's bed when I did it one time, and then I found out they had to hide it from me just to be nice and everything. Aww. I was too scared, so I was like, I don't, I'm not going to do that. I, I'm okay. I made it through. I made it through. But it's barely. like I'm like I, I can't I can't do sleepovers again. I'm going to urinate in somebody's bed. Is that
0: is that why you would <laughs> never spend a, the night I wasn't at
1: my even house? A bed no, I just didn't want to. know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, no. That And, you know, well, it's funny because, first of all, I know what happens at sleepovers, So my kids are not going to sleepover. <laughs> um, but it, it's interesting. Like, I remember what my dad, one thing my dad said to me that just reminded me of a story. Uh, I was, like, saying, like, I don't know, arguing or something. And he's like, I'm not your friends like the people you go to school with. I'm your father. So he knew they were my friends. But he said he wasn't my friend. <laughs> <laughs> So it was a little different, but yeah, but no, I mean that, and that makes sense. Like, you know, it's it, cause it's, it is kind of weird, I guess. I don't know. I think it's, you know, but I yeah. can understand how it's like, well, why are you, why can't you stay here? Like yeah. where your family, like yeah. you have a well, bed it here. It also really puts you your family here. out is what it I think is what I'm family realizing. Family like,
1: I don't know if I want to meet any of our kids. We don't, parents. yeah, you
0: have to meet <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to drive them, yeah. please. Yeah.
1: And most of the time our kids are going to want to come home in the middle of the night anyways. That's so that's going <laughs> to be a
0: ass. Yes. Oh, that's so interesting. So it was the cultural thing. Um yeah. And even just stuff
2: like dating or talking about that. And I was just like, I would watch TV and see these like TV kids bring their like boyfriends home. And I was just like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing this? <laughs>
1: what planet is this on? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's interesting. And so it was obviously, I mean, would you say it was just something where, you know, it was like, did it shape you in a way, or was it more just something, or is it kind of just interesting to have like this, like when you're talking about the shape shifting, was that something that you (laughs) kind of carried on after you moved out of the house? Or was it something where you just, that was kind of, you realized once you had the freedom and you got out, you could kind of be who you wanted to be.
2: Uh, when I got out I was who I, <laughs> I was the person I wanted to be uh, I went I was so excited to go to college because you know I chose to go to college three hours away so a safe distance Yeah. <laughs> um, but what it did was allow me to like connect with different types of people when I went to college because we could like relate to those sorts of stories um, and we were all trying to like compensate for lost
0: time <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And
1: Evelyn went to school for journalism.
0: Oh, I did look at that's her go! Awesome, look at you. Go. <laughs> that is awesome. So, so how do your how do your parents feel about the uh, social media culture and like that? That's basically kind of your job.
2: Yeah, I think. I mean, they're super supportive. Um, and I make this joke all the time that my dad discovers my YouTube channel every three years, <laughs> and so like he'll be, like, Evelyn. I saw a video that you made. And I'm like, yeah, you did in 2012 also. I don't want to tell you in 2016. So um, I think they're just surprised that I'm like still doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I was always this kid. Like I was that kid who knew what they wanted to be when they grew up. More or less, mm. um, so I don't think they're too surprised.
1: That's cool. Yeah. It's like my my dad's kind of like that too. He'll he'll ask me. He's like, "So, are you still doing your podcast?" I'm like, "Well, we comes out every week, Dad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am doing it. <laughs> a forty year old angry at his dad. I'm doing my podcast still, Dad.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so listening, th- go th- give me yeah. five star review. Next time I come over here, I'm going to ask you what the most current episode was. <laughs> <laughs> so I, that kind of goes a little. A topic that i was wanting to talk about too that's a little bit more um on the creative side when you're mm-hmm. when you've been doing so much creative stuff and you've done so many collaborations and you you know you're, you've posted i'm sure hundreds of videos mm-hmm. is it is it hard to keep yourself excited about what you're doing is it hard to challenge yourself is that something that has been a struggle for you or is it something that comes easy to you to kind of i don't know if reinvents the right word but also just try something new and put it out to kind of <laughs> excite yourself
2: Yeah, I feel like I'm currently in a space of needing to try something new and like needing to, uh, like you said, reinvent the way that I currently do things. Um, For me, the thing I've struggled with the most is balancing um, creativity with this like expectation of consistency (laughs) Mm. that's on social media. And it's like... uh, Like, TV shows can be consistent because they have a crew, but, like, I don't. So um, sometimes I just feel – sometimes I wonder how I'm going to – like what the longevity of things can be. And I'm also, especially because of the pandemic, I was super in this space of, I miss my coworkers. Like I miss having a team and like someone's in charge and the rest of us aren't. Then uh, we can kind of collaborate to make this really cool thing. So in 2021, I'm trying to figure out how to, collaborate more slash safely and make stuff that isn't reliant on like the concept of consistency or frequency or always being on or always being available. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That's a lot of pressure.
1: Yeah. But it also sounds like, you know, it, it, it's like, not that you necessarily earn the right, but I think you've, you've put in some really valuable time and built a, like a, like a fan base and people who are, who are going to yeah. be, who are going to be supportive of that. And that's like one of the real, I guess blessings have been been doing this for twelve years. You know, you have this mm-hmm. ability to kind of okay. Now I, I had this idea, and there's this societal idea of when it comes to social media, if you want to get big, you keep posting, you keep posting, you keep posting, you keep posting, and then mm-hmm. now you can kind of be like, okay, I don't necessarily need to do that. I don't need to get on TikTok and Twitter and all of those types <laughs> of things. Yeah, and just kind of focus on putting out content that you will excite you, and you know, will 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 reach people mm-hmm. for sure. That's awesome. So. Is there anything else that you wanted to, to talk about on this episode? Is there anything that you feel like, you know, that you wanted to touch base on before we kind of wrap it up?
2: Hmm. Well, let me think. I mean, I feel like I can't talk to anybody without reminding them that it's okay to take a nap. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: Okay. So if you've been, if
2: you've had a nap on the agenda, just go ahead and do that. Check that
1: well, out. I was
0: napping and, before this. And, yeah, and, I'm and, gonna in, go back to my. In nap. Melissa's
1: <laughs> wedding vows to me. She told me I'm on some days. I'm allowed to take up to three naps. Yeah. So. <laughs> It was literally in our wedding vows. Like yeah. I live by the nap.
0: It's true. I, I said every day, some days you could take three. <laughs> I will not hold it against uh, gosh. you. All
1: right. I thought it was a fan of you. Now you just, you just <laughs> preached on nap. So now we're golden. So,
0: so Evelyn, just like going forward, I know you, you mentioned in 2021, but what is your life? What does your life look like today? Like, do you have pets? Do you have like a, like, what do you, what do you do in Texas? Well, right, right now it's shut down.
2: I mean, you would hope so, but I don't think it really is. No. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So I'm in Austin. My brother is in Houston, and my parents are in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Mm-hmm. So it kind of spread out. And so here in Austin, I'm just in my house. Luckily, I have uh, an office. Um, like, a, my office is not my bedroom. And mm-hmm. that was like the biggest help of this year for sure like the biggest um, selling point <laughs> yeah because I can take a nap and it's not where I work so.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I'm usually like writing videos filming videos editing them on FaceTime calls with my brother because he edits my videos sometimes um I am procrastinating on writing bigger things I am having existential crises <laughs> about, <laughs> about creative endeavors. Um, so, yeah, just a lot of Zoom calls, a lot of writing, a lot of PDFs, a lot of scripts and, you know, Adobe premiering. Um, and and just yeah, surviving. Just, just surviving, you know, uh, trying to not freak out <laughs> yeah yeah
1: how long does it take you from beginning to end typically I, i'm sure the duration and the idea of the video but to edit it to where you to, to where you can pr- to post it how long does that take you uh,
2: usually like if i'm grinding it's like a four-day process okay um filming it is the quickest part but it's the editing for you sure. know that takes yeah. a long, t- long time for, for sure yeah. for
1: sure well you're your i love the way you edit your videos I think you, do, you do a great job. And your brother, if he's doing it. Too. Yeah, I just yeah, think yeah. I just like how the, the vibe with them. And I just I, you do. You guys mm-hmm. do a great job.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I mean, you're just doing what all of us are doing is like surviving and making it through the election and make it through COVID and making it through. Yes. Fucking 2020. And it's just I, I love that you're still Like you're just being true to yourself. And, and like we said, we're just, we're, we're, I'm not gonna say your biggest fans. Cause I know you have some big fans, but we (laughs) are huge fans of yours. And we just appreciate the humor and the realness that you're bringing and the, just the voice that you're giving us. Thanks,
1: y'all. Well, so I feel we, good in words of affirmation oh, good. <laughs> good. Let's When we record the opening, you'll you should definitely listen to that too, because you're gonna do oh, a lot more of it. Okay? That's all it's gonna <laughs> do. <laughs> no, but we we always close out our show just by asking our guests if you could go back and tell yourself or someone else who is struggling something something, what what would it be? What would be a word of advice, a word of encouragement you would give to somebody who's like in the thick of it in whatever area?
0: Besides take a nap.
1: But yeah.
2: <laughs> I would tell them that, oh man. Okay. I don't know how to phrase it, but I would, I would tell them that um, you can always like change your mind. Mm. I think past me was very scared of ever making a decision one way or the other. Cause I always assumed I would be stuck somewhere And I would just tell them that you can always change your mind and you can always like cancel something or bow out. You can, you can always change your mind.
0: That's great. That is good. Yeah. Don't get, don't don't feel
1: trapped in your decisions. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's your, you have the ability to change everything. That's so good. Well, Mm -hmm. Evelyn, thank you so much.
1: Yeah. Thank you. You you were a bucket list guest of ours for this season. So we're so grateful that you took the time to come on and share with us.
2: Absolutely. And congrats on the season. Thanks, guys.
0: Thank right, you Evelyn. so much, Have Evelyn, a good one. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Bye.